0: It's another episode of Gravely Unusual Lives. This episode, Edwin is joined by independent author John Wayne Communale. The two discuss the ethos and ethics of independent writing, the hustle, and the in of books on the Comic-Con circuit and all the wild in-betweens can believe that things get unusual so ask yourself are you unusual are you are you that's you, you, yeah, you yeah yeah it's scarefest. but it's but like but, but here's
1: the thing like i was just doing like a little lap in 2019 like in that room because you guys were in that room right around right across from where i was out in the hallway and I was like, I was just kind of like walking around because my friends Bill and Lori were in that room and I was saying hi. And I came around and saw you uh, at that table with the magazines spread out there. And I kind of turned on my heel and came back and was like, okay, what is this all about? You have to tell me what's going on here. <laughs> um, and that's how we met. And I like Im- immediately bought the magazine because, dude, the magazine like is legit. I see a bunch of. <laughs> Uh uh oh, I got a bunch of hookers running out of here. It's fine. Um, I see a bunch of those, you know, I'm on the road all the time, and I have to really honestly say that Gravely Unusual is the best laid out presentation of a magazine that I have seen on the road, bar none, uh, in in this modern time, I guess, if you will. So,
0: thank you, man. That that means a lot, man. I
1: I was immediately (laughs) attracted to what you guys put were putting down um and like i think it was just like boom that's why we're awesome so of course we're gonna you know be attracted to awesomeness so yeah yeah
0: yeah and i came to your guys's table and you know um i'm pretty new to like the whole indie author circuit this is something that i'm kind of fresh to so picking up your books and reading something like sinkhole was like i'm like man this is like the type of shit that i'm into you know what i mean it's like yeah fast paced like good action good story good fucking characters and something like you can relate to and it's not like too um i don't know you read like a lot of like big publisher stuff and you know it's kind of like i mean i'm reading a book right now and it's a big publisher and it's fucking i mean halfway through it's boring you know what i mean so
1: i mean i don't know i mean there's just so much there's a lot of good stuff out there even in main mainstream publishing i mean not to knock that either sometimes you just have to scratch the surface a little bit especially in genre fiction you know there's so much more to to be found um if you like horror or fantasy or anything in that realm you know you just have to look a little bit deeper and you can find like there's gateway like man i like through chuck polonik i like i found like all the weird shit that i really got into um you know, back in the early two thousands, because I I didn't know that you could write stuff like this. For um, sure. Yeah, I, I found know. him and Jeremy Robert Johnson. Oh, and then you start reading Edward Lee, and you're like, oh shit, dude, you can write this? Okay, 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 I see. Um, so it's interesting, but like things like your magazine, you know, you it, that's a great. Um, I don't know, you guys are doing a, a a great job, a platform to kind of like bring people into to indie horror and indie lit um all together really
0: I, I think that's you know that's kind of the the key goal is to you know put a bunch of people and connect them together that everyone's on a kind of the same page whether you know they're writing different shit but like it, it you can you can bring everybody together on like a common ground you know so i i really appreciate all the people that help put it together i mean it's It's just me finding people, really, you know. Um, So yeah, just like with you, you you submitting that fucking story. I get so many comments on that story, telling me that that you know that story was fucking nuts. You know, they never read anything like it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, and and I'll tell you this: my mom, who is my biggest fan, was very uh, impressed with me being in that magazine. She's like, "This is great! Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" (laughs) I might as well have been in time as far as she was That's concerned. Awesome. So, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a great, you're doing a great job, dude.
0: Um, how, how long have you been, uh, how long have you been writing? My whole life. Um, <laughs> I mean, I
1: really kind of have been writing since I was, like, very young. Um, I was in elementary school. I wrote a whole lot i read constantly voraciously to the extent to where my teachers called my mom and said please make sure that john wayne doesn't read the rest of the book uh, until we assign the rest of the book because he's just done and has nothing to do and then he's telling everyone about the end of the book and uh my mom said "Fuck that don't don't listen to them just read just read Um, so I always just was reading voraciously and writing and, you know, just like always plugged into that. It was one of the few things I was good at, but, um, it took me a while to figure it out. I went to school. I didn't want to go to fucking school at all. I didn't want to go to like college. My mom, again, my mom was like, you're going to college." I remember I came home one day and she like made me sit down and like fill out college applications. She's like, you're going to school. And I was like, whatever, mom, huh? Oh, oh shit, look at these Jew broads. Um, Oh, can we beat that? Uh, you know, I was like, mom, don't touch my hair. But uh, she made me fill them out. I ended up going to Sam Houston State University, eat them up cats, meow. And the only reason I went there was because my friend was already going there. And I was like, well, at least I know somebody. Um, and of course, I floundered and failed every single class I took until... Um, Dr. Paul Ruffin came into a class to pitch to us the creative writing program at Sam Houston State, and uh, he's uh, he's dead. He's dead as shit now, but he was a great guy, Texas author, and and they ran an actual press, which is still active now, the Texas Review Press out of Huntsville, Texas. So I I, I was like, well, shit, man, I have no direction. This is the only thing I'm I'm good at. I'm playing and just like band after band after band, like um, I might as well start to like plug everything that I do into what I'm doing and move forward with it. So I just dropped all of my classes and signed up for that creative writing track. Um, So I worked at the Texas Review Press and kind of learned how a, a small press works. Um, and did slush pile and I did setups and all that fuck setup table of contents, all that shit, got into like a bunch of fights with the editor. It was great. Um, I don't, and and now I don't even remember what question you asked me for me to begin to get to this. But uh, when I started writing, that's right. So I was just writing forever, but I also wrote like a lot of, I wrote like a, like weird shit in all of my classes and for every assignment. And I just didn't know where that went. I didn't know where like this stuff went until like i just i discovered like chuck Polanick, which led me into jeremy robert johnson which then led me into bizarro fiction where i was like oh shit okay now i see where this goes um and from there i started finding the indie horror scene and it just kind of like fed into itself and uh, i found it i found my way that way but professionally i've been writing for uh, I six years and I have not had a day job for two and a half years.
0: Nice. Uh, that's awesome, man. So yeah.
1: Thanks dude.
0: Yeah. And you got a lot of books out, man. You got like, uh, I mean, since I've seen you, I think you have, what do you have? The cycle out and major, the Hellmouth. mouth. Have you come out with anything else since, uh, since then?
1: No, uh, major, the Hellmouth mouth came out in January of this year, 2021. That's my 10th published book. Um, but my next book, the Cadillac man is coming out from death Said press in like three weeks from today, as far as like, whenever this, I don't know where in time this is going to drop, but end of November, 2021 is when it'll come out. Um, and then I also have, I, I wrote, uh, I don't know if some people out there are familiar with like death Said press has been putting out the splatter Western series. Um, so oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm in the second wave of that. So I've already written that and that'll come out next year when they start putting out the second wave of, uh, all those, those Westerns. So,
0: so you wrote a splatter Western too. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah, man. I, I well, love those, man. <laughs> they're, they're awesome. So yeah, I get pumped on those. I
1: dude. And I, um, man, I resisted it. Honestly, like they, they offered me, to do it in the first wave and i i said nah i I don't want to do it because i was like jesus christ dude my name is john wayne i live in fucking texas of yeah what this is the last thing i do is put a fucking western why why don't i just put a hat on a hat like you know and fucking walk you down the aisle like my prized pig so it's so i was like i don't want to do it but as it started going on, you know, I do that, I do that um, podcast with Christopher Triana, Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. And, uh, you know, his, his splatter Western is amazing that he wrote. Um, But I started watching a lot of spaghetti Westerns with, with my buddy, Nick P um, who travels with me and stuff. And, um, and we got into just like all of the nuances of like, italian westerns and the the soundtracks and all of this so i like i went through watching like man like probably two spaghetti westerns or three a night for like 15 days in a row and uh i started reading westerns and then i decided like you know what i actually i want to write one of these so i i i you know i hit up death's head and i was like hey if you know if i can get one in hit. the next one um i would like to do that so uh they said yes so
0: i will that's awesome i was kind of hoping that uh that you'd put one out because like i you know there's they have had a lot of authors on i'm like oh man man i'm hoping john wayne puts one out just because you know i like your style and i think it'd be cool to see you do a version of the western but now you're saying you're watching a bunch of spaghetti westerns makes it even cooler because yeah, I, I'm a big fan of those. I love Western fiction, like just like the old, you know, paperbacks and shit like that. So um, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Pump on that.
1: Oh hell yeah! I mean, I mean of course, it's like a, still a John Wayne book where it's like about the occult and crazy shit happening and different dimensions and realities. Um, but I'm I'm pretty I'm very happy with it. I, I had a good time writing it. Um, and researching it i was like yeah i'm I'm, ex- I'm excited about that coming out so i'm happy for it
0: that's awesome man yeah and uh you know i i, I see your uh like i said i see you traveling all the time slinging books is that like uh i mean and you're you've always got like every time i see your table there's like a million people coming up man like uh, you've got oh, this yeah. charisma that's awesome uh oh thank you. you you make uh you know you kind of take Being a author out of this kind of, uh, you know, you people think of an author, someone behind a fucking you know, computer and writing and typing, but you kind of like give it this fucking attitude, this punk rock attitude, which is very, very awesome to me. So uh, very, very cool.
1: Yeah, dude, this can like this is absolutely rock and roll what I do like and that's all I want to. It's all I want it to be and I just want everybody to have fun like Like when people are hanging out at my booth or reading my stuff or whatever, dude, like this is rock and roll. And too many people like don't read now. And I have a huge problem with that because I do this on the road (laughs) every week. I'm somewhere else. People walk by my table and just will, I'm like, Hey, I write horror novels. And like with a proud declaration, they say, I don't read and walk by and I don't understand what that is but i have like you know i have people in, in cities now that i've built up that bring their kids to talk to me and um about reading and these kids are fucking great and i was that kid on the other side of that table so i know how important these interactions are and all i want for them to do is read and read what they like i don't give a shit if they buy my books or read them I'm just trying to make reading exciting for for people or for especially for kids because nobody reads, dude. I mean, for somebody to walk by and say like I don't read like proudly is bullshit. Um uh so like yeah. I zoom I zoom into classrooms and show like kids like hey, like, you know, this you can be an author. Look at me, I'm a maniac. An author isn't just like a guy with a jacket and like leather you know, fucking elbow pads and shit like that. You know, um, I don't know. My My mom was a teacher and then she was a counselor in elementary school and public school. And she would always have me come in and do readings for like the different grades to read like, you know, where the sidewalk ends and a light in the attic. And then at Christmas, I would read, I would come in and read the Polar Express and do all the voices and all this crazy shit. Um, and that shit's important, man. Like that. I, I, am just all about that. And if my success can do anything, um, if I can promote reading in schools or with kids at any age, um, then I think that I've done a good job.
0: That's, that's fucking awesome. I mean, uh, like I told you, I, I came up to tell you, I, I saw a little girl going by the booth reading one of your books. And I'm like, dude, that is the coolest fucking thing I've seen at this convention, you know, because you really don't. You don't see kids reading and, you know, um, you don't see, you know, you don't really see many people reading. You know, it's crazy. I I, I try to talk to people about books and try to, especially coming from a small town in like Kentucky, like nobody reads anymore. Um, and it sucks, you know, like I try to put that into my Kid's mind as well. like You said where the sidewalk ends. I just bought that for my kid, so good for, for his birthday, and we read it every night. He's like, "I want to read a funny poem," and I'm like, "That pumps me up. That gives me fucking hope." You know, for yeah. people to be interested in shit like that again,
1: dude. Man, as a kid, like that, um, Shel Silverstein actually like recorded the uh, audio tapes of where the sidewalk ends and lying in the attic. And i would i would check them out from our local library constantly. like i just might as well have owned them dude yeah and just listen to them over and over and over again i mean i mean it was it was great and i just had the books and man it's just like i, I don't know we just we're, we've lost something uh along the way here but i've talked to a lot of teachers that say like that ought, do have hope and they're like okay, well, what do you mean you don't like to read? Well, I don't like to read. Well, what are you looking at right now? I'm looking at Twitter, and it says, like, I don't like to read. And they're like, well, you're reading that, and you're reading an article about how you don't like to read, so why don't you just try to read? Because you're already reading.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're already reading all day, you know? <laughs>
1: and, and they tricked them, But the, but it's also, like, met like... Fucking goddamn mosquitoes. Uh, many teachers have told me like that they have kids that just say they hate to read until they find something they like to read, but they don't even know because they have no no wet no entry point to that. You know, it's just like maybe they fall ass backward into having a cool ass teacher that has manga. In their classroom, or has like a fantasy section or something, because like, man, I don't give a shit if like a lot of kids read manga that talk to me. A lot of read a lot of kids read just graphic novels, and that's awesome. That's in that's great. They are reading, that's the most important thing, and that's all I try to stress. Um, because shit, like, I mean, what happens when people stop fucking reading, you know. It's going to be bad.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I, I literally have, all, I don't know one friend of mine that is constantly reading a book. Like, I'm the only one out of my friend circle that actually is always reading a book. I mean, you know, and it's weird because it's kind of like hinders our conversations because I'm like always pumped on something like telling them something out of this book or this writer or something and it just never, I can never connect on that kind of level. It's kind of kind of fucking sad, you know what I mean?
1: No no, it's very, I mean, yeah, it's sad, but maybe also they they need to just like be introduced to the right thing or the right writer or whatever. That's why, you know it's it's just super important to have to pay that attention to the people that are reading and talk to them and connect with them. I mean that's why I'm on the road constantly, dude. You see me, I have to sing for my supper every day, dude. I'm selling <laughs> yeah. fu- I'm selling fucking books, dude. So like these connections that I make with people are important and they're important to me and they sustain me even if it's not on a monetary sense. Um it keeps this going and that's all I
0: can hope for, really. Yeah, that's and that's awesome, man. That's that's super cool. Like I mean people walk by the booth and I'm like trying to like be like dude I know you people will like this because you're interested in this this shit why would you be here at this convention if you weren't into this but I don't know how to you know convey the message like how do you uh how do you how do you engage with people to convince them that they're going to like this and like your work like how do you you know I mean I know you have a lot of confidence in it but how do you how do you reach the people you know um
1: I I well, I am very outgoing. I do like to talk to people. I don't embarrass easily, so it's not like if I look foolish, I'm going to be upset about it or or taken aback because I feel like I just always look foolish. But I also really like the art of the pitch. So I like like pitching my books is something like that I. I pay a lot of it. I I put a lot of work into, like, I just like, think about it. It's like, man, you have to put this into like three sentences max and it's a book. So you have to keep people there. So how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? How am I going to move to this one, this one, this one. And I just really like to do the pitch, like the pitches of my book. Um, and I, it's a part of it, like, like it or not, like that is a part of what I do. Um, and i have to like i said goddamn mosquitoes do it in like two or three sentences um but like i was in vegas last october um when i first started going back on the road after covid and i was next to this like this old couple dude all this fuck dude these guys these these people were ancient this old jewish couple that sold um hollywood memorabilia and autographs they had a store in la they're rich as shit and they're like right next to us and the woman the wife she would just she would keep calling me over to her and be like john wayne john wayne come here come here come here and i'd come over and she was like you don't let one pretty girl go by do you. And I'm like, no, not at all. And she's like, you know what you're doing, keep it up. And then she went on to say like, you sell the sizzle, not the steak, Um, which yes and no, but you have to put that sizzle out there. Like the steak, like I feel like my work will speak for itself. I don't have to say anything about it. Read it. um, And, i have i i'm confident enough that i have the chops that you know if you had a bad experiences experience with an indie book you're not going to have a bad experience with mine um but i still want you to to check it out and i'm more than happy to tell you all about it um in a way that is fun and cool um yeah but that sizzle is like I don't know, man. It's like, it's super important. Um, and I don't, I really stress that it's not like I'm trying to sell like an idea of the book and then you buy it and it sucks. It does not suck. But to get you people interested, you have to know how to pitch that, the the most sizzling part of your book. You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: So um, and I don't know. it's it's kind of an art a little bit, I think I it, like it is
0: man. it's impressive, man. I was like, I was like, damn, he's like killing it over there. I can tell like because every time I'm seeing people walk by with books, and you know, they're that's fucking awesome, man, like making making fucking making books as cool as like to me, it's making picking up a book as cool as getting a new fucking album or getting a new fucking movie. You know what I exactly. mean? Like, yeah,
1: it's rock and roll, dude. Punk rock. Rock, rock and roll is so much more than just playing a band and playing music. Like, yeah, it's a, it really is a lifestyle and fuck everybody that says rock and roll is dead. You just don't know what rock and roll is and you can eat it's, a dick and not even in true. the cool way, <laughs> not in the cool way of eating a dick. You can eat a dick in the worst way because rock yeah. and roll is fucking real and that's all I'm trying to this is rock and roll yeah, it really that, is dude that, and that i think more, like that's why i'm attracted to you and your magazine like that's a rock and roll fucking magazine dude
0: and it's cool that you pick up on that cuz it is it is it's like this um i want the magazine to have attitude I, that's what it's more about like i want people to like have a lot of content that they can at least take something from it and be like man i've never read anything like that before it's um, and even with the book that you picked up, the black metal anthology that we just put yeah, out, yeah, um, yeah, uh, that was great, you know, that great, was anthology. Awesome. great anthology, great, thank you, man. Um, that was something that was solely pretty much put together on its attitude and its mystique. Like, I want people to think that it is this scary tome, you know, and I think yeah. the work speaks for itself and it has, um, I think the, the, the that is what sold the book more and i know people are going to be impressed when they pick it up you know because we are very mm. meticulous on what we picked out so um yeah and, and, and i don't see that a lot with that's what i'm saying about like major publishers is i don't see that attitude in as i do with like indie people like um you know that's why i pick up death's head press that's why i read you know uh uh weird punk books because they they do they have they have an shots out. out yeah like um So so of course,
1: yeah. I think there's just an element of fear that's removed when you're an indie publisher, or you're you're just like going balls balls to the wall at what you want, and you know that's what it is. You know, anytime that you're censoring or pulling back, I think that it's just a fear thing that is there. That's like, oh no, I'm afraid that we're going to cut out this or this person's not going to want to to read this. But the thing is, is like not every, everything is not for everybody. And that doesn't make it bad. It's just not for you. That's all it is. Like, you know, you, you see these things online and like, you know, of course we can talk for hours about how toxic every, you know, social media is, uh, you know, but when it comes down to it, it's like, what are you really arguing about? Like, this is art. I tell people now in any public forum when I'm, you know, of course, drinking or whatever and hanging out at a party, is like, arguing about art is a young man's game. I'm not. I'm not going to yell at you because you don't like the band that I like or you think that this album sucks. Uh, Or you like this and I think it sucks. Like, it's just not for you and it's not for me. And I had to go through a lot of stuff to learn that. And if I can help people learn that sooner than I had to, um, it's a good thing. Like, just things aren't bad. Don't go into things wanting to hate them. You know, go in with an open mind and know just not everything is for you. It doesn't mean it's bad. You know, so
0: do you ever uh, do you ever come across people? Because I know you're in a lot of places, man. Do You ever come across people that are just like, you know, totally vocal about being like, no, fuck that. I'm not down with what you're doing or, you know, like, uh, you know, like some people get like I know if people walk by and see the magazine with a girl getting, you know, sacrificed by a wizard or like an alien devouring a girl with her boobs out They're Like, ooh, like I literally saw people grimace at my books you know walking by our table so yeah uh,
1: man, i i haven't had that i would i have had um are our passive aggressive um maybe like uh, man, i guess you would say like I, cause I don't know what the end game is but maybe fundamentalist christians because i think i i just think they're there undercover trying to like sow the seeds of discontent or something but i have a few times more than once enough to note um where you know mean, you've you know my booth has like pentagrams and upside down crosses and all that shit all over it and they'll come over and ask me questions about what this is and what i'm doing and then half they slip in like well you know i am christian so you know had this cross and i'm like all right which which I'm fine, like, I'm fine to talk to them and answer any question that they will ask me about anything. But the fact that they're trying to, like, slip in there that like, well, you're wrong, um, you know, type of thing is, is like, I, I mean, I don't stand for that. I, I will. T- I'll take you to the hilt. I'll balls deep you on that one. So, <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing like that that I've 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 run into it's just because I have like kind of like a, I guess, a heavily satanic theme throughout my presentation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can definitely see that. I mean, um, I'm, I'm from a, from a small town with a big church going group. So, um, it's hard for me to like, even, you know, get my magazine out on a local level here. So I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, Man, you're going to uh scares that care the author con I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that, man. I've never. Oh, fuck I've never, yeah! Yeah, I've never been to one, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully, it goes off pretty well.
1: Are you coming to that to to vend?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Hell to yeah. yeah! Have you been? Have
1: you been to a scares that care like regular convention at all? No, great, no. great convention, dude. You're gonna have a blast. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm uh, really pumped.
1: Yeah. People go to that, and it's it's extremely exciting. Um, this author con thing, this is the first year they've done the author con. Um, so I think that's going to be really cool. And they just announced like all their like celebrities. I think they might announce another one. Like, I think they might drop something else on this later. That's going to get everybody's dicks hard, but I can't, I can't say for sure. Uh, but either way, dude, like scares that care is an awesome convention. You can't go wrong. Just like going up to there. And the author thing, I'm interested because now it's going to be all authors, so um, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. I'm glad you're gonna. I'm glad you're gonna be there, dude. We'll party like the shit out of it.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like kind of like it's like six hours away. I know it's probably real far from you too. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I think it's cool because it'll be a demographic of people that are really interested in independent stuff. You know, um, when you go to these horror cons you know some most a lot of people there for the celebrities or the the merchandise stuff so it's it's kind of hard to like you know um uh, you know talk to people on people on a level that's they're really you know interested and engaged and like want to know about your stuff so um I'm, I'm very pumped on that i think that'll be really cool
1: well yeah definitely like scares that care even like the regular convention is like attended by people it, it's more it's more like kind of writer creative centric anyway and then this of course is just like very very um you know uh curated as such um but it's like i said like i'm always selling books everywhere and you just like you're God damn it. I lost my train of thought. What were you saying <laughs> <laughs> about being at a scares that care and. Oh, people not liking independent stuff or, or trying to get people interested in independent stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well,
1: That's the thing. Okay. Okay. This is it. I've got it back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> um, okay. So I, one of the, the, okay. The first convention that I actually vended at was, Days of the Dead in Atlanta in maybe 2016 I think and I was sharing a table with David W. Barbie shouts out, good buddy of mine, great author and uh, Mike Lombardo he was a filmmaker and uh, he like uh, I'm Dreaming of a White Doomsday is like his latest release, check it out but I, I, th- I, I literally sat down at the table and set up and, and just was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Who do I think I, who do I think I am? Like, seriously, like what the fuck is this? And as soon as it started, Lombardo just like clicked in and started talking to people, like, just like, Hey, you like the skin you're in, come check this out. Like all these like fucking things. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Okay. I can do this. I know how to do this. And we just start vamp vibing and fucking just vamping off of each other and riffing and riffing and riffing. And I asked him, I was like, dude, like, what do you think is the, the main thing? Like, how do we bring people in? How do we bring people to come talk to us? When they walk by and he was like well do we just have to work harder and i was like what do you mean he's like well look around everybody here is selling toys t-shirts posters fan art we're selling original art in a place that is anchored by franchises right and celebrities so we have to work we already know we have to work harder and he was like just look at it like that and have confidence in what you're doing and just sell it to people just tell them about it um and that really inspired me um so i went from there and now um i kicked his ass in a, in a street fighting match michael <laughs> no i'm shaking <was> <laughs> no but, but that's how I, I just from there on out i was like yeah, absolutely. Like this is an original. Wow. This is original thing. No one's coming here to, like if you approach it a, in that point where you're like no one's coming here to buy anything from me, so I'm going to make them buy something from me. When they meet me, they're going to buy something from me. And now like you said, you saw my booth, people are there, people are there. That's because last time I was there, we had a good time. You know what I mean? So it's just a building. It's just building and building and building. Um and that's the important thing—that good
0: foundation, and just being genuine with what you're doing. It is at a convention. It's like uh, sometimes it's like—I mean, I've only gone to ones in in Kentucky, really. Um, but it's like a uh, dude. Sometimes it's like gritting your teeth to get these people to convince them, I'm like you know, like don't walk away. Like when I was with uh, you in, in 2019, when I saw you, like I had my my, my dudes there, like I had two of my friends there and, you know, every time someone walked by, they were the ones that were selling, not me. I was kind of just sitting back, you know, cause I'm kind of timid myself. And then they're just like, Hey, buy this. You guys want to buy this? And I, I swear to God, it fucking work. You know what I mean? They'd be like, Oh, okay. This is cool. Like, you know what I mean? This looks awesome. You know?
1: Yeah. You can't underestimate that, man. Like that, that is, it's all about, I, I literally sat down and thought about why do I buy things from the artists that I like? And it, it ultimately came down to the connection I had with them. Um, whether it was through, like, I follow your podcast and I, I like the stories that you tell and what you do, so I'm going to do your thing. Not in the weird way where people are like, oh, I listen to your podcast and I'm your best friend. I know everything about. It. Not in that way. It's just like, okay, I connect with you. I, know, I appreciate what you're doing and I'm going to support it in, in that way. So I was like, okay, so if I'm going to, If I want to do that, then I have to make that kind of content. I have to put myself out there in that way. That's what I did. I just looked back onto what worked for me. And I figured, like, well, that works for me. So let me just do that and and see if that works. But, yeah, dude, us going to these things, as you know, with original art, especially the written word like or a magazine books like that kind of thing man it's like i mean it's 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 uh you know what man like my buddy james that uh is one of the guys that runs vinegar syndrome um are you familiar with vinegar syndrome oh yeah okay so
0: i got a ton of other stuff man
1: right exactly so james i actually met also, that exact same first year when Lombardo like told me that stuff, and then he and I were like singing you know, harmony songs and shit at our table. And James thought that Mike and I had written all these bits out and did them because he was right behind us. and we we're like, "No, dude, we're just improving." Um, so I, you know, James became a good friend of mine, and he has told me and this is one of the best compliments that I've gotten where he was like, I am con I'm by you all the time. And I don't know how you do it. I'm selling cocaine and cocaine sells itself. You actually have to sing for your supper. And like, I'm like, nah, eh, you're right. Like, cause dude, people just walk up to the vinegar syndrome thing and just grab like eight DVD Blu-rays and like, he doesn't have to tell them. He doesn't have to tell them about anything. That's cocaine. Like, I mean, selling,
0: selling movies that aren't even like, you know, and we all know that they're not that good. Some of them, like some of them are really, it's just because it's like such a hot and restored. And yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, and like, I was like, you're right, dude, you don't have to sell cocaine. Cocaine sells itself. But unfortunately you and I don't sell cocaine. (laughs) so we have to figure it out you know we sell a different kind of drug uh maybe like if i don't know if you want to relate it to strains of marijuana well that's fine but it's yeah you know it it's uh it's not hard to sell cocaine it's hard to sell uh what we do
0: it's definitely hard to sell books you know um uh but 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 aside from you know like just like even like the hustle of it man like how do you you know do you like it obviously you enjoy writing the books you know what i mean obviously that's like the fun part you know what i mean so um how do you you know how do you keep the fucking steam rolling like how do you keep the ideas flowing and how do you keep the creative process like uh you know exciting
1: um well i i don't know i like to say that i'm really not good at anything but being disciplined so when i say i'm gonna do something i do it So I say that I'm gonna write every day and I write every day. Every morning I get up and I write, I have this one notebook that I just write my daily goals down in. And, uh, uh, you know, and that I work from that. And um, I do believe that this is, uh, I'm committed to my craft of writing. and, And, you know, because of that, like I think that I should spend time doing it every single day. So I write every day. Um, I have goals that I write. I have all kinds of things that I that I do. It, it just and I, it's you know everyone has their own approach. I just like from playing instruments and and stuff like that. Like it's a everything builds on itself. Like you can't just like pick up your guitar and learn a blues riff and then like two months later think that you're gonna just like rip it out at like 180 BPMs if you've never practiced it since then you know like that it's just everything builds on on what you've done Uh, you know your six your growth is predicated on building towards it um so i believe that since this is my craft this is what i'm dedicated to i have to do it every day so i write every single day um no matter what on the road not on the road um i just have to
0: so you even write right when you're like at the hotels and stuff on the going to Absolutely. different shows and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I, awesome.
1: Like, like I, I tell people that I'm like, Oh, I know I make it look glamorous, but you know, like between all those boomerangs and between all those videos of like me smoking weed or blowing up like some strippers ass or some shit like that. Like I'm sitting there at like 4am in my hotel doing edits to send back in writing like my shit before I go on the floor. Like it's not, um, it there's, there's work involved and I'm not afraid of that, but just like, you know, it's just a lot of work. You just have to approach it like that.
0: Why do you think you fell into like, um, doing like, you know, horror and genre stuff and, you know, like a lot of the, uh, you know, the griminess of your, your work, what, what kind of led you to that path rather than, you know, like you said, we were talking about Shell Silverstein. Why not write kids books and shit like that? Um, so like, I don't know, like I got,
1: so certain things like I can clock where certain things broke my brain um, uh, to where I was like, Oh shit. Like what the fuck? Um, and as I, I guess like I just started getting older and getting exposed to things like the doom generation have you seen that
0: no no what
1: is that oh jesus christ dude it's like rose mcgowan's first movie like it's it's got i mean it is such a bizarre film i don't know if i can even describe it ultra violent crazy sex shit just like insane plot insane story and i saw i saw these things and i like i was kind of like oh shit i don't have to like everything we started to come undone you know i was like oh there is no there's no real formula to this because if this is a story and this is a movie then i know exactly what i'm doing but writing that shit i didn't know where it went like i said so my introduction into getting published and, and getting my shit out there was through bizarro fiction um and i i discovered that through like chuck polonick then i discovered jeremy Roy johnson who had published through eraser press and then he started his own press swallow down and i started following them and submitting stuff to that and what they were doing and then I went to I started going to BizarroCon in 2012. And I went by myself and I knew nobody. I went with nobody. I knew none of these people. And I just went. And then I was like, oh, I get it. And I just started going. And the more like I went, I just made connections and started like figuring out how to do it. Um, and and then I realized like. There was a place for indie horror and indie like indie genre stuff, especially. Um, I don't really do bizarro stuff anymore. I like, do more indie horror, but that was my like gateway into where I am right now. Did I answer the question? uh yeah i think so i think so what, I, <laughs>
0: what did i even ask like I I pretty, uh, you asked bit.
1: me i think you asked me how i got uh, how i okay yeah i think i did
0: yes yeah why why you why you chose to do like genre stuff and horror i rather just then
1: you know and, and i always loved like dude i grew up watching twilight zone and outer limits me too and, me too. And, <laughs> and that kind of anthology type horror where like you, you get these short kind of snapshots into something and it's so crazy that sometimes it doesn't make sense and then like it was like i was learning back in the backward way how magical realism works and how like all of like how you can create that in a story so uh so watching those like man i really cut my teeth on those anthology series as a kid that's
0: me too man like i was that's i grew up on twilight zone outer limits like Alfred Hitchcock presents any of the, the old shit. I used to like hang out with my grandpa a lot. And that's yeah. like, that's all we watched was he just called it sci-fi, anything, anything was sci-fi. This is that good sci-fi stuff, son. You know, that's what he'd say to me. So we'd watch that stuff. And then, you know, as I got older, I got into comics and stuff like that. And, um, a lot of comedy. So like, I always try to blend, blend that shit in there too. So like, you know, like a humorous element of the, the kind of, doominess or uh darkness of like those anthologies you know like like you said that quick snap man that's uh that's what i like i like for it to like it all come full circle you know what i mean so um yeah that that's what that that, and that just all led to everything That really really that's those shows is what what led me to probably where i am now honestly
1: (laughs) me too exactly and i and i'm also a guy a person that like goes into things like in in like I'm not I'm open minded I'm not going into this like I'm gonna hate this and I'm also not going into it saying like I'm gonna figure this out I never figure anything out dude like I'm like the stupidest person when I'm watching a movie or read a book like oh my god that and like I'm all in and that's what I want to create like I want to create that feeling with people like oh shit that that's what happened So that's always what I'm kind of working towards. Like, cause like you said, you watch the outer limits, you watch twilight zone. There's always that turn. There's that twist where, you know, you see it coming or you don't, but it's fucking there and it's effective. Um, And that's just the kind of stuff I like. So um, if I could be like a master of that, I'd be happy.
0: I think that idea that, you know, especially like horror fiction nowadays, it's like, it has to be like, so like smart and uh, you know, like uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the word would be. Not like eclectic, but um, it kind of like a lot of it. I feel like even in movies, it like puts people down. It makes you say, oh, you're too stupid to get this. And I don't like that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to write stuff that makes anybody feel like that. I want yeah. everybody to be like, oh, oh, Shit, like, I get it. That was cool. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to be too, I mean, pretentious, I guess it would be. You know we, what I mean?
1: If you have an agenda, you definitely don't want to be heavy-handed with it. Yeah. Especially if you're writing fiction. Um, even if it's, like, a great you, – you believe in what you're you're saying. Like, I mean, let your – again, let the work speak for itself. Put it in that. But don't think that you're going to, like – heavy hand everyone into what you think
0: because your story is like whatever yeah i don't know is that a hot take hot takes from john wayne (laughs) i don't think so i mean i don't know like i i think like a lot of my issues when i started out writing fiction was i had a problem like oh man everyone's gonna think i'm stupid because i'm not using big words or like i'm not following this rule um and, and then as i like As I like get older, I'm like, man, I don't care if it's fucking. I want to keep it simple and fucking sweet. I want it to fucking give you a fucking bite. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want it to make you feel like, what is that word? I need to look it up in the dictionary. You know what I mean? So, no, no,
1: absolutely. Like, um, you want it to be as concise as possible, and you kind of learn that as you go as a writer. Like, um, make it quick and sharp and biting. Like, you don't have to throw a thousand words into do that. When there'll be there'll be times in 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 your prose where you're going to throw that in there but man most of the time you just need to get to it bite it go we know you like i i like to tell myself like okay we know you know it dude all right fucking yes. cut. just yes. get to the fucking thing dude, dude. you know i, I don't tell know myself how many that times I'd all say the that. time yeah yes. I'm like okay dude we know we know like so yeah, absolutely. Like you, you know, but but man, it's a learning process, dude. As you it go, is. you learn all that shit and you're building it and building it. Um, and that doesn't necessarily make that work bad. It's just like part of like maybe an author's like growth or work where they're doing it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You just have to learn, man. You learn, you cut all that shit out and you get right to the point.
0: I think a lot of issues that a lot of people have is, like, they think if they don't like one aspect of, of like, a person's work, like, it means they have to, like, totally discard it. But, like, there's a lot of people's work that there's, like, just a little parts that I'm like, I didn't really like that. Or, like, you know, like you said, oh, we get it. Like, I do that so many times in some of my, like, favorite authors' books, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, man, I get it. Like, let's just skip the fucking page. Like, hurry up, you know what I mean? But. Yeah, it's it's just everyone's different styles, and you know you gotta. That's what I'm saying. Everybody has to appreciate everybody else's different styles. You know, what I mean, that's oh. what makes it fun. You know, if everyone wrote the same, it wouldn't be fun. Do, oh, absolutely. I'm I'm a hundred
1: percent stylistic writer. So if you don't like my style, then you're probably gonna think I'm an asshole. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I don't care, and that's my style. Boom. No. Um. I don't know, man. Just gotta be open to the different things that are out there and just take it all in and don't go into things looking for what's wrong with it or looking for what you hate about it just if you don't like it it's just not for you
0: yeah yeah for sure so yeah like that's what i like about reading in independent stuff and all these like small presses because i've had more fun in the last couple years reading all these, like, independent author shit, I'm like, you know, like, I don't, like, come out of the book being like, oh, that was kind of lame. Like, most of the time it's like, oh, that was fucking awesome. I got, like, you know, read a 200-page book, like, and had a fucking blast the whole time. You know what I mean? And And Absolutely. I, that isn't – that's what I'm saying. That is not – it's hard to find that in a lot of, like, major published books these days. You know what I mean? Unless you're reading, like, you know, just, like, the – Paperback stuff like genres romance novels, you know what I mean. That are just like quick reads, you know. What I mean, they're not like great or anything, but at least they're like popping off something. They're not trying to like nail something in your head, you know. So
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. There are some things that like I think some of the indie stuff like poke starts to poke through, like you know Josh Mallerman's like bird box like he you know he's an indie guy he's like at some of the shit that i'm at and like look at that it's like a netflix movie and now he's like yeah. a major major author max booth the third um, uh texas guy san antonio a good friend of mine you know all, you know he writes the um we should we really did do something and then like gets this fucking movie made about it just because it goes viral you know it goes viral and like that's amazing um so it, it gets through there sometimes but even when it is like thrust into what you think is mainstream or everybody should know about this it's still just a little bit below the surface and you kind of have to be a little bit cool to to find that in <laughs> yeah public. yeah
0: yeah do you uh i mean do you ever kind of have hopes for crossing that border as a as an indie author
1: Into like into a major publisher, major publisher, film, whatever, you know, here's what, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. This is all I want from my success. Um, whether I'm published on a major publisher or what, this is what I want. I want to enter into the back of every place I go to restaurant, bar, either way, I'd never want to wait in line for anything. I want to have free drugs brought to me, <laughs> and I want a low rider car Those That's fair That's it. That's all I want
0: <laughs> Those, that's that's a fair I, that's fair demand all,
1: all I want. I just wanna be happy. I don't need to be anything but what I'm doing. Um of course, I want to keep advancing, you know you know, moving up like a le- these levels that I've set for myself uh, as far as success goes or whatever. Um, but we all, you know, have to make our own versions of what success is. Uh, but I don't, I just want to be happy. I just want those things. I want to walk up and not like wait in line. I do want to come in the back, good fella style, dude. And I want a low rider <laughs> car so bad. And I get a lot of people, shouts out everyone that brings me free drugs. Please keep doing it um, to the table. Like I already get people like, dude, smoking weed online really pays off. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so like, uh, people out are you.
0: always like, hey, let's smoke something. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's great, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. But these are the simple things in life. That's all I want. And uh, I just want to keep doing what I do. That's it.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. Fuck yeah. Um... So what so what's next man what's next you got you told me you had a splatter Western coming out and then you have a you said you have another you have so you have two books coming out soon
1: yeah yeah before my splatter Western comes out actually like um, it should kind of I think like the promo shit should start within the next couple of days I have a, a a book called the Cadillac man that comes out on deathhead press and it is uh, my longest work to date um it's a three part novel that spans um you know these uh these different parts of these people's life No, uh it's it's uh basically the overarching theme of the cadillac man is that there is no good there is only evil and evil is completely random and there's nothing that you can do you can never be good enough you can never pray to anybody you can never say a spell that's going to deflect evil from you if it's going to come to you it's going to come and there are these denizens of evil that walk amongst us uh in our realm and they are just randomly collecting people um and so one of these denizens is the cadillac man and he uh, has these th- just th- throughout these three parts of this book. It's kind of like how this evil uh, moves along in time, and uh, I mean, it's always kind of like a what people, what people will do to just get ahead all the time.
0: Fuck yeah, yeah, I'm pumped, man. Uh, when's when's that come out? You said
1: man i i'm i don't have an exact date but i'm i've been told it's supposed to come out uh at the end of november here 2021
0: whenever you're listening to this so hell yeah that's awesome um yeah uh i you know jared was on my podcast a couple months ago and he's he's a really really cool dude man and um really i really like all the stuff that death's head press is putting out so I'm, I'm very excited for this release hell yeah um yeah uh so i guess that's it man i'm i had a good time talking to you man
1: always dude you rule man i was so good to see you in kentucky uh i'm so glad that i fucking uh turned to turned on the ball of my foot that fine day in 2019 <laughs> um and came to the table to talk to you and check out the magazine and i hope i hope uh more people everybody does dude it's it like dude i'm telling you honestly i've seen a lot of fucking horror mags that people are putting out out there this one is the best one i've seen gravely unusual
0: that is mad appreciated from, man from, i see from layout
1: from layout from layout to content Bar none, the best one I've seen, and I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. So, thank you for doing a great job on that magazine, dude.
0: Fuck yeah, man. I'm I'm glad we made this connect, man. Um, literally, like getting sinkhole that day, and my friend getting um scummer, man. That was just uh, yeah, that was pinnacle. Um, kind of opened a bunch of doors for me too. So, uh, hell yeah, very appreciated to run into you. I'm, good to see you i'm pumped for scares that care man i can't wait to kick it man
1: dude i'm gonna hug you so hard when i see you there
0: <laughs> i'm hoping my whole posse's there too we're gonna try to party yeah you know? bring
1: everybody dude yeah, bring yeah, everyone yeah. dude
0: oh uh, we'll burn that place down allegedly <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not trying to like uh, get kicked out or anything but you know yeah <laughs> I- I'll right i'll get man. us kicked out that's fine <laughs>